this. I can feel my creation. <laughs> I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? Oh, oh, we are excited, aren't we? Well, just relax. Just relax. Yeah. We can have a good time, can't we? Oh. Hmm. I'll tell you a secret. I find you adorable. I'll tell you a secret. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Alternativity Stories, a month-long look at alternative stories set around the most wonderful time of the year. And it is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, And we don't just celebrate Christmas during alternative stories. We celebrate Hanukkah, like we did last year. And this year, we're also celebrating New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. But we also celebrate fictional holidays, much like Life Day in the Star Wars universe. And I have the only man I could ever talk Star Wars with, other than Scott and the video games one we did. Uh, (laughs) And he is here to finish the trilogy of... Terrible, of, of awful, of Star Wars content. The, the worst possible Star Wars content that was potentially ever made. We are here to talk the Star Wars holiday special from 1978. And I brought up back the true emperor, the supreme leader. It is angry Andy. Oh, happy life day, you <laughs> awful, awful man for making me watch this. I hate you all. I hate you! (laughs) (laughs) I can feel your anger. Oh, the the rage, the misery, the suffering is large and building (laughs) like a super weapon above above a planet. I'm ready to unleash the weapon and destroy everything. Well, I'm I'm gonna. This is the first time that you re, like you said you did say uh, we've recorded a Patreon only commentary. And, we have, and, which uh, was bizarre. 
bizarre. Large uh, gaps of silence as we digest the immense misery before us. The absolute bullshittery of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, yep. But you did say that you did see it as a child, but you didn't remember yeah, anything from I, it. So After finishing watching it, there's there's little to nothing that I remember from when I watched it. But my mum my mum said we did watch it probably when I was eight, nine and it, it obviously was a bootleg. I don't know where it came from. We never had it on video. I'm assuming they borrowed it from someone when I embarked on the Star Wars journey of uh, discovery back in the day. But I don't. I didn't remember anything of it. And I'm glad. And now I'm miserable because I'll have this running through my brain for the rest of my life. I'm going to let you just go with it. So I want you to tell me what the plot... Don't ask me the fucking plot. <laughs> I haven't got a fucking clue, mate. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest, right? You want the plot. So essentially, Chewbacca is trying to get back home to to Kashyyyk, but they don't call it Kashyyyk. They call it, what do they call it? Kazook. 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 It sounded like me when I was trying to process it. My brain was going, Kazook. Kazook. Anyway, sorry, a bit of a bit of a cough there. That was a <laughs> um, yeah. So Chewbacca is trying to get back home to Kzuk, later known as Kashyyyk, to celebrate Life Day with his family. But the Empire are nefarious scoundrels, and like the wacky races, they're chasing them across the galaxy. All the while, back home, Chewbacca, the drunken, slovenly father of Chewbacca, is sat there wallowing in his own self misery. Um, Chewbacca's son has terrible scary eyes and is playing with multiple different variations of the same TV product from Toshiba and his wife is making terrible dishes whilst watching again on a terrible Toshiba copious amounts of nonsense food for no real reason and that is the plot there is nothing else there's songs there's dances it's essentially a cabaret of misery and disappointment that goes on far longer than it fucking should as you can probably tell I hate this i hated every single minute of it there were large parts where i was baffled into absolute silence and yeah <laughs> worse than the ewok films worse than the rise of skywalker you rise of skywalker fans will be happy to know yeah just awful it's of no surprise to me that this was buried for so bloody long what is concerning to me now is that disney is trying to run to push life day into mainstream star wars canon which means we're either going to get a Lego bloody video game style remake, similar to the holiday special from last year of this, or we're going to get a full-blown live-action remake that will be pushed into canon. And I simply, honestly, cannot be fucking arsed with that. What if, for example, do you remember the like Family Guy did Star Wars? They did the trilogy, didn't they? Yeah. What if what if it was like that? What if it was like an irreverent Rick and Morty, Family Guy, Simpsons type uh, yeah. parody parody well, of of that? Well, funnily enough, we said when we were watching this, we say we, we said, didn't we? If this was more self aware, if this was more aware of how silly it is or how nonsensical it is, if you have these rant, you had these, you have, there's famous people in this that come in and out as varying characters. If it had been more self-aware where they come in and there's audience clapping and, you know, all this kind of stuff, it might have actually worked. But the sheer fact is this is so abundantly serious in places that it, it falls flat. It's like a weird, horrible hour and a half sitcom special where all the characters are just in misery. It's like what would happen if Golden Girls were, they were held to ransom over an hour and a half special 
but there was no comedy, no laughing. It was just three old people getting persecuted by a robber. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit canonically. It doesn't work. It doesn't feel like Star Wars either. It's weird. It's bizarre. There's things, you've got the Millennium Falcon flying around, you know, there's cuts from A New Hope dashing around. You've got stormtroopers, you've got death squad troopers, you've got people in Imperial uniforms, you've got a cantina, you've got the cantina moment, you've got the Fergin Dan and the, the modal nodes. You've got it all, but it's still, it, it's flaccid. It's like a cardboard cutout, copy and paste drudgery signifies nothing. It is it is an absolute drudgery. And I, I said this during our commentary that the it feels like a live show. Because it yeah. feel, there's lots of it should long... be a live show. The, the shot the way they do several shots, it's almost like they thought, oh, maybe we'll get an audience. And then the last minute went, nah, we'll not bother. You know what? I think maybe it has the setup for a live show, like it's filmed in front of a live studio audience. Because yeah. that would make sense with the camera setup, the amount of cameras they do. And and they're filming it like that. Like it's almost like it looks like they're filling for time. Like they've fucked up, they've missed a line, something's happened, and they're just like, carry on, carry on, don't, don't look like anything's gone. The show must go on, that type yeah. of thing. There's so there's so many points where people are just sat at a table watching something. And I oh, I really hate when people are sat at tables and things. I've only just started to notice that recently. And it's all because of Marvel. I, I really hate when people are sat at tables doing nothing or talking about the plot. Yeah. <laughs> it really annoys well, me. But in this, they're literally doing nothing. They're sat at tables staring at one of the Toshibas. And <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? And then it cuts to a song or a dance or some other thing. And it's like, what is this? What is this? When, when in A New Hope did anyone sit at a table and watch a TV? What? <laughs> but even if they did, it, it's, it had something to do. It was moving the story along. It was... Yeah, you know, it was two, two, three seconds. Yeah, like the holographic chess they play in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah that's that's a fun little thing, but it lasts like 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, but with that, with, that, you, with, with that, you get a sense of a character. So Chewbacca's losing and Han goes, oh, don't piss him off because he'll rip your arm off. So we get, oh, bloody hell, Chewbacca's a bit violent. Okay, so you've, you've had that character sort of development, you know, kind of thing there. And where the droids go, let him win, you know, gives you a little bit of, there's a little bit of a spark of fun here. The, the, there's, there's no fun. It's not fun. It's, oh, I don't even know. Here's a question. Do you think they've softened Chewbacca over time? Like, because he started off as quite a dangerous, imposing, kind of tall creature, Sasquatch type. Thing. Yeah. And he would rip your arms off. Because in this society, the Wookiee society within this, Kashyyyk, Kazook, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem like they would rip the like Lumpy is pissing off Itchy to no to no end. Yeah, I doesn't feel like he's going to rip his arms off. No, and I feel, and I feel like he he probably would. Yeah, I mean, we never we never really got a sense of how powerful the Wookies are, have we? We've seen bits and pieces of it. Like we've seen the strength, haven't we? But we've never seen really seen sort of like the warrior violence. We get a bit of it in Revenge of the Sith, but again, we don't really see too much. You know, we see them charging at the droids and everything, but we don't really see them, you know, as a warrior race, you know, fighting hand to hand, if you like. Um, you see it a bit in Return of the Jedi when Chewie's flinging stormtroopers around on top of each other, but again, it's only very briefly. I do, I do think they kind of were reluctant to maybe show too much of that mm. side. You, you know it, you know it, and he's a big, imposing creature, so you can imagine it. I think the, the you know, imagination is perfectly fine in that in that sense. I think, yeah, maybe you can, you can imagine the potential 
and we've had there's been been video games where the the, the, the Wookiees are supremely supremely much more powerful and yeah of course you know can no, cause I, I, significant damage but I think you're right maybe showing it would probably be a bit too much or yeah. you know or, or showing that much, that much the same as the Ewoks you know mm-hmm. massacring the Imperials and eating them and cooking them and all the war crimes drums you know it happens but we don't see it but it's mm. uh, you know it's happened the massacre of the Imperials on Endor. <laughs> Absolutely. You do get a sense, like I do get a sense that George Lucas loves the Wookiees, loves the world and the and the kind of the lore of the Wookiees that he's created. Because yeah. he handed over a book, like a Bible, a Wookiee Bible or a Star Wars Bible to the guys at CBS who produced this. And they said, this is the template. Originally, A New Hope was going to open with a Wookiee telling his son the story of Star Wars. So he wanted to kind of bring that back. That was thankfully cut from a new hope yeah jesus christ um but you want to kind of get that idea at, and that that was his one thing he was like it's got to be about the wookies the framing device for this episode for this movie if you will a tv special yeah and like bruce valanche who's quite famous for writing he wrote this and several other writers wrote this but he was like well it's just it, it's going to be a really long episode of lassie isn't it like what, what is it girl what is it she's falling down the well yeah. oh you know, and and he's right. He's right. So he's like he he bumped up the part of of Sawn Dawn. I think the character is who's played by Art Carney, who was yeah. a star of the Honeymooners. Uh, you know, comedic actor, has done a lot of sitcoms and stuff. They bumped his role up because obviously it's like you know the only way that Chewie ever communicates is somebody repeats what he says in English. Like, which is an issue we had with the Ewok films is that there was long stretches. Yeah. Of, of no subtitles, no dialogue. And I, I don't... Why you get that awful bloody faux David Attenborough fucking... Narration. Yeah. Documentary narration thing at the start. Yeah. yeah there's, it's that whole, that whole opening nine minutes of this. When you said it's been nine minutes, I went, is that all? Because mm. it, it, it... Oh, well, it's, it's something to that effect. But yeah, I, don't, I don't, know the, don't know the length exactly of it, but it, yeah, you, but, it, op- it opens with... It opens well. I'll give it that. It opens well. It opens with Chewie and and Han in the Millennium Falcon being yeah. chased, chased by Tie Fighters. Great. They're shooting back. They're trying to escape. Uh, they've yeah. got to get. We've got to get Chewie home for life, Dave. That's the most important thing. Though. Yeah, because God Almighty, let's not forget that you know uh, we're in the middle of a galactic civil war. We've just blown up the <laughs> fucking Death Star. We're being hunted by a revengeful empire. But oh my God, we've got to get back for fucking life, day. It's driving home for life, day. Fuck off. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, it like, opens well, but then it goes into the literally Marla, itchy, yeah. itchy, and lumpy. So Marla's the wife, Itchy's the grandfather, and Lumpy, or Lump Warump, I think is the full name. I'm not sure about Itchy's full name or Marla's full name, but Itchy Backer. He's Itchy Backer in this. Is it? <laughs> itchy yeah. Backer, Lumpy Backer, Marla Backer. Um Whatever they're called, whatever the in canon name is is for them. Uh, those are awful names, by the way. Like, why? Of all the descriptive, like you're naming them after an STI or something. Yeah, yeah. well, to be fair, Itchy does look like what would happen if you left your bollocks out in the snow and <laughs> um, you know just treat it them more, badly. It, it looks more like an old wamper. Yeah, it, yeah, it does actually. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's mu- he looks much more like a wamper than he does. I mean, maybe they they might have sprung off from that when they came to making the bumper. I don't really know, but yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't look it doesn't resemble an, a, a, a Wookie. I referred got, him to this... as, I referred him to as just a, a drunken mess on Strongbow just the entire time, and he is. He looks like that. He's well, he's, he's got a this lovely fella. He's very unkempt. In my in my current line of work, if I came across him, I'd put in a care plan. 
you know, to ensure that he's all right, you know, refer him to other services. But it's just, oh. And the, name, the name is the least of the problem. Yeah, true. But they're the, they're the fundamental basis of just complete and utter idiocy and nonsensicalness. Yeah, that's the, the tip of the iceberg is the shit names. Um, Itchy has this, this old man Gurn, which makes him look even more disturbing than he already is. And and lumpy he's, like he's, he's clearly just clambering from more stronger. Yeah, he's, like, and he's just got this over under underbite, I guess you would call it almost. Um, yeah, and, and lumpy has the eyes of a devil, a demon. It's like, it's like, like a soul trapped in a doll. <laughs> just, oh, just staring out, like glazed over expression, going, "I will kill you if I get out of here." And and those first nine minutes, not much happens. It's just. <laughs> Yeah. Just a lot of that, and fanning about with one of the Toshibas in the corner. Yeah. Like, what are you so doing? Marla's making a meal. Itchy's like carving <laughs> or whittling some X-wing toys out of wood. Yeah. Lumpy is playing oh, with. Yeah, the first time you see Lumpy, he's coming down the stairs, going. <laughs> but it, that noise carries on for about a minute and a half, if not longer. And it's just constantly flinging, you know, like you did when you were a kid with a plane or an X-Wing or a Y-Wing, you know, like I had. And you're just going, you know, you're trying to make the sound effects, you know. You had a TIE fighter, you you know, that kind of thing. You know, replicating what you've seen in the films. You know, he's trying to do that, but it sounds like a mass of hornets coming to end the suffering of all of us. If only, if only. But it's bizarre. I mean, like, ah. Because because there's nothing said, but well, the stuff said, but obviously we don't know what they're saying because they're, they're talking in in Wookies or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I should really find out what the language is. But anyway, yeah, they're just talking in the, the native Wookie language, no subtitles. So we're just sat there going, okay. It's like we just went round to somebody's house and we don't speak the language and they're talking away and you go, yeah, all right, this is this is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be ignorant. Maybe I should learn the language. And <laughs> you almost feel a bit when you when you when I was watching this, I was almost like. Uh, in my head, it was almost like, I should really know what they're saying. And I feel bad that I don't, because it might be quite interesting. But you haven't given me the, the means or the opportunity to understand what they're saying. So I'm, now I'm just watching nine minutes of judgery. Well, like we were saying, like, like if it was done as like in the form of a silent film or something, like originally it was supposed to only be like half an hour. So I, I, oh. think, I think if it was half an hour, that this section would have been about five minutes, maybe less. And that would have been fine. And then you'd introduce the human characters and you'd have someone to bounce off of. But again, the way that that George Lucas has designed the Wookiees and he's like, this is the thing, the Wookiees do this and they do that and this is how it is. That cannot be changed. Everything else, I think, was up to artistic interpretation. But he was like, this is the, the Bible, this is a religious thing, you know, and then work around that. And the framing device is dreadful anyway. The segments are all various degrees of dreadful. This was at a time where variety shows were out of out of fashion anyway. People hated variety shows at yeah. this point. And they still went, let's do a variety show. I said you, to can, Andy, you can literally tell that a group of like aging executives at CBS went, this is how we'll do it. We've got this brand new IP that's taken the world by storm. We're not going to do anything that made the IP special. We're just going to do what we've always done because we know it works in the past. When they've just completely fucking missed the point. That's the thing with the holiday special, with the Ewok films. They missed the point. They completely missed the point. And I, I honestly, I can't, I can't understand and I can't defend anyone and this is going to make me sound like a, a fucking, you know, my way or no way kind of person, but I'm sorry, but I don't believe you. 
if you say this is good, I do not believe you and I won't believe you. I can't believe you because it's not. It was buried for a reason. This was buried. George, you said earlier when we were talking, George Lucas' name is not on this for a reason <laughs> because it's awful. <laughs> It is awful. The Ewok films are awful. Yeah, okay, his name is all over them. But again, if he if is he that, if, if, if he honest. if he wanted them to be, they would have been out in the public on DVD, 4K, Blu-ray hmm. over the last 30 years. There would have but been they elite. weren't. They were <laughs> hidden. There was a VHS release that failed. It only succeeded in Germany. I know that because I lived there and I remember seeing them on a VHS tape over there. Wow. But other than that, they were hidden. They were banished into the ether of darkness before the adventure of the bloody internet. They would never have seen the light of day ever again if it weren't for hardcore nutters like myself and Dan determined to peruse ourselves through this nonsense and dreadfulness. Absolutely. Well, I will say there is one person who did love... As a child, loved the Star Wars Holiday Special, unironically at the time, and that is a James Gunn, who is bringing to Disney Plus next year a Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. See, that, that might fit because it probably fit the characters. The problem here with this Star Wars Special, it doesn't fit the characters, and it doesn't treat it. You say it's a variety show, but it's too serious in the segments that aren't variety-esque. Hmm. You got the singing, you got the dancing, you got the musical numbers, you got little magic tricks and whatever. But the rest of it is it's like a drama episode. It doesn't hmm. it doesn't fit? If you're going to do a variety show, you play up to that. You have audience engagement, you have audience involvement, but it's not. It's played out like an episode of bloody Midsummer in Murders. Like this is what we said again. We we spoke on the commentary. We said that maybe if it was in front of a live studio audience, maybe if it had a laughter track, it wouldn't drag as horribly. But also, it's filmed with like maybe two cameras, and it and it yeah. follow, and it, there's no editing really involved, so it, it just makes it seem even longer and more drawn out. Yeah. Like it, it like, does, it drags. We only an hour, the an hour and 35 minutes, and it drags. Absolutely. Even I was, and this is my second viewing of it, and even I was like, fuck me, is it over yet? Yeah. Fuck. Like, and, it, and even then, it's not, the, the conclusion is not satisfying at all. No. <laughs> it's, really any, not. It, just, it just ends. If, if anything, it brings up more questions about Life Day. Yeah, that's just um, it. They never, they never go into Life Day at all. There's this big importance about getting Chewbacca back for Life Day and then he's back and they have like a, a weird sort of like round life tree celebration thing. But it, they never go into any detail of what it really means to so, the Wookiees. So I've gone, I've gone on Wikipedia. I've got a lot of my research for this uh, podcast off Wikipedia. Good. And God uh, bless the people at Wikipedia for absolutely. really going into this. Yeah, and I haven't got the patience for it. No, and and what what they've done well, we've got, I've got a little game we're going to play a little later, Andy. And you it, son of a bitch. And it's called it's called Is It Canon? So I'm oh. going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick. You. I'm going to pick segments, characters, um, kind of objects, things from this particular holiday special, and you have to tell me if that particular thing is in canon or is it in legends. And again, the guys at Wikipedia have done a great job because they have oh. like all this, all, literally everything you can find Star Wars related. They break it down into legends and they break it into canon. Uh, and you can go onto either page and look at the history of both, and the references are all there and everything. So you God bless them. Exposing son of a bitch. <laughs> You're going to expose me to the drudgery of canon versus non-canon. Yes. I'm going to get lost <laughs> even higher at this point. 
everything that Disney's doing of making things canon and non-canon. Even I'm at the moment like I don't freaking know anymore. <laughs> Does it mean is, Rev- is Darth Revan canon? No, but apparently he is. Okay. So this is this is the description. Is it Chewbacca canon? <laughs> no, but yeah, apparently yeah he is because he was seen somewhere else. I don't fucking know. All right. Before we get into that, that's not till towards the end. But um, oh, thank I've, you. I've got to compare my blushes. <laughs> To be fair, I might have given you already some clues, you know, throughout this podcast and throughout the commentary we did. You might have already picked yeah, up on some clues. Everything's just being clouded by pure disarray and misery. <laughs> anyway, this this is the I think this is the the in canon description of what Life Day is. Um, <laughs> so Life Day was marked by the celebration of family, joy, and harmony. Values. Have any joy in this. <laughs> <laughs> Values and tenets of Wookiee culture. <laughs> life Day celebrations <laughs> involved a feast and a journey to the Tree of Life, which represented the first seed and spark of life on the planet Kashyyyk. <laughs> Said tree was decorated with crystalline Life Day orbs. What? And- and rituals were conducted around it. The feast involved she shock fruits. You mean Louisiana Creole? <laughs> Rochier lice syrup, and most of all, the sacred auger roots, which had been foraged from the Shadowlands in the days before the celebrations. Of course. So uh, there you go. That so the, the holiday doesn't bother to explain it at all. So that that's <laughs> there you go. That's I've I have given you Star Wars supplementary material, uh, much like much like the uh, like you said, all the uh, the current films do. They don't explain yeah. stuff. They leave it for the comics and the and the novels. <laughs> yeah, which awful. Fuck yourself. Oh, okay, fine. That's the explanation. But you've pretty they've pretty much just described what happens in the film, really, haven't they? Some Added specifics, stuff, really. yeah. Other stuff has been picked out from other source material, video games, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I guess. Kind of matches, kind of fits. <laughs> but um, still, you can't explain so, uh, it turn away, can you? You've got to watch it flush down. So, yeah. So we, we spoke about um, the consumption of drugs uh, watching this film because we thought it might help. Uh, but also... Uh, the writer, uh, Bruce Valanche, again, mentioning him, mm. uh, he has admitted that he was using cocaine very heavily as he wrote this. I am not surprised. Not surprised. Everyone was clearly doing it on the show as well. Not least, God rest us all, Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. That 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 section where she struggles to walk from behind a table yeah. is, is particularly sad yet hilarious all at the same time. I love her. I miss her greatly. But my word, she was on something that day. Oh, I think all of the days, all of those shoot, those days, she was shooting. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> no, no one covers themselves in glory, really, do they? I mean, Mark Hamill looks like he's still in pain following his crash. Yes, of um, course, yeah. You can tell because when we were watching it, I was like, mm, he's he's either on some strong painkillers there, or he's desperate to get back to the hospital or something. I'm not it's sure like- when. I'm not sure when it was filmed, whether it was done before his crash or whatever, but. Hmm. Uh, you know, it almost looks like he doesn't want to be there. Funnily enough, I thought Harrison Ford seemed to be the only one that was trying to be really invested in it. Really? Weirdly enough. Yeah, just the, with his mannerisms. He was he was, he was, was portraying Han Solo. Like, everybody else looked like they were just wearing the costume of their characters, even, even Mark Hamill. Like, because he was only in that one little bit, really. He came back yeah. at the end and whatever, but... 
Yeah, they, just like they were in the costume and they were reading lines that were on a placard, whereas Harrison Ford seemed to be trying to get some more of those mannerisms in that we'd seen of him. Yeah. When, he, when, he, when he's sneaking up on the Stormtrooper at the end, he's doing that very sort of like Han Solo sort of gunslinger thing where he's ready to sort of pounce on him. But even then, it's just Harrison Ford being a good actor. He mm. probably did not give a shit. Absolutely probably didn't give a shit. Just a good actor. Do you think it was the same feeling he had when he was doing that Blade Runner narration? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it because I'm getting paid. Uh, don't care. Yeah, very much so. Hans, I think you're right in some respects, but I think the main issue with Carrie and and uh, and Luke and uh, Mark Hamill's roles is they they have to look directly at the camera, which is really yeah. which is really disconcerting and really odd. It's unnerving, isn't it? Yeah. It exposes them and it exposes you because you're staring into the the souls of people that aren't really sure what they're doing or why they're doing it. We've both done, I mean, we're not not high-paid actors, we're not Hollywood stars, but we've both done acting jobs where we've we've been there and gone, what the absolute fuck am I doing? What am I supposed to do? And we make it up on the spot. Yeah. We do it and we get away with it. It's clear that that might have been the case here. I did it up. Get away with it. Fair enough. You're able to buy some garden furniture. Congratulations. Um, One of my biggest acting achievements once uh, was that I got a new job. It was a touring kind of um, (coughs) school shows. um, And we were doing various different kind of things like inspector calls and all sorts of that sort of shit. And the first script I got was a pirate uh, pantomime. Mm. We We were doing it in like bloody May or something, yeah. uh, but it was a yeah. pirate pantomime. And I, and I was the lead in the pirate pantomime. I was sent, I was sent 10 pages. And I went, okay, so it's, it's, it's fairly short. It's going to be what, maybe half an hour, maybe like, cause it, usually it's like, when you look at scripts, it's roughly like a minute a page, isn't it? Roughly. Depending. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Dep- that's what they say, don't they? Yeah. Roughly. Like it dep- obviously it depends what's on the, on the page and everything and how you choreograph it, blah, blah, blah. But they were like, and I turned up on the day, at, like literally we hadn't, re- we didn't rehearse. There was no rehearsal time. So we just had Madness. to rock up. I, I got paid 25 pounds a show. <laughs> Just fucking nothing, really. And it was the only money I was. It was the only money I was making at that point. I did get a job, obviously, because I can't live on twenty five pounds a show, with like three shows a week or something. Yeah. And I rocked up and I said, "How long is this supposed to be?" By the way, and they went an hour and a half. What? I was like, "There's ten pages here," and they were like, "Yeah, just spaff it out, just, 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 you know." And for the life of me, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how all of us did it, but we managed to stretch those 10 pages into an hour and a half. I do Jeez, not know right. how. But don't ask me. Do not even ask me. There was a lot of prat falling, I remember. Um, yeah. But we managed to stretch that. The kids loved it. Teachers loved it and everything. But fucking hell, it was a, it was an improvi- improvising masterclass. Uh, well, you get the same sort of sense from this, really, because like you said earlier, there's a lot of there's a lot of stretching out. There's a lot of filler. There's a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of people just milling about doing things, clicking their fingers. The Imperial officers that come in just click their fingers and direct the stormtroopers to do whatever they're doing. And they're not even sure. They're quite sure what they're doing either. And half, um, the, half the Imperial officers don't speak. The, the, that scene where we introduce Sawn down in his shop and his tiny little fucking aquarium and his, yeah. his, his little thing that syncopates, dilates, kills hair and yeah. you know, reads the penal code out. You know, there's an officer in that. And I said, I said to Andy, I went, I went, they dub him in this. I don't know why, but they dub him because his, yeah. ma- his mouth never fucking moves. And I was like, maybe his helmet's on too tight. I don't know. Yeah. But... It's it's really weird, and and I and we were I think you said there's a different fucking voice that comes out of him at one point. Yeah, there is towards the end. There's a, a, the voice completely changes. This is probably this is obviously a, a what we saw was a bit a bootleg version. So there might have been multiple 
layers at play here because at one point our version goes goes into like a Spanish version, doesn't it? It did. Yeah. There might there might be multiple layers of multi multiple different releases. That's why maybe the voice changes or some things don't really sit right. But it's you still can't get away from the fact that it's it's poorly constructed, it's poorly made, poorly designed, and poorly executed across the board. Really. Did you did you laugh at any actual jokes or were you just laughing at it? There were jokes. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Harvey Corbyn. I, I say that. I say that honestly. I'm not. That, yeah. That's not me fucking about. I'm, yeah. If there were jokes, I completely missed them. <laughs> to be honest, I never so, laughed at anything. I laughed at things that were happening, things that were going on because of. So, so the framing device is that the Wookies basically keep turning on these secret TVs to watch shit in their house. So, um, Toshibas. Yeah, the Toshiba, the many Toshibas. Uh, I'm sure that's a race in Star Wars as well. Uh, <laughs> I come for a race with Toshibas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so let's talk about the segments. Uh, so we'll stop. We'll, yes, <laughs> I have to talk about something. So the op- the first kind of variety segment is called the Great Zorbax Circus. Again, thank you, Wikipedia, because uh, I, I I was like, what is this even called? Um, is this circus of misery. <laughs> So, so it's like the holographic table, like we said, in the chess and the in the Falcon, and, yeah. and it brings up uh, basically a circus, gymnastics, um, all sorts of stuff, uh, and and Lumpy is just watching that and uh, with the most disturbed look on his face ever. And, yeah, he's watching and, uh, like somebody's watching um, a dirty channel yeah. in the middle of the night, it's like like when Bart gets hold of um, the Midnight Blue Channel. <laughs> when Homer gets cable, it's literally like that. He's like, and uh, and and to, to its credit, to its credit in the special, there is the use of a lot of John Williams music and rearrangements mm-hmm. and slowed down versions of it. But this music in this is horrific. It's it's awful. Yeah. It, make, it makes my ears bleed. It's like the gymnastics and stuff isn't bad. Like it's not bad circus stuff. In fact, the the people in this went on to form Cirque du Soleil. So. Some good came out of this. <laughs> um, Somebody but, succeeded where others failed. But yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the segments now. There's so many. Well, so we had, they're all forgettable. Yeah. Um, what was the, the next? Isn't the next segment the one where they're doing the, the Louisiana Creole? Oh yeah. Do you want to talk Which about is, that one? I I we started watching. Basically, Nala, isn't it? She's cooking up the feast for yeah, Life Day, or Christmas Day, whatever you want. Um, and basically she's watching, she's putting a recording of a cooking show. And unfortunately, I kind of sort of went, is she doing the thing that, is the character doing the thing that yeah. we're not allowed to do anymore? Is, is there, yeah, is there, a, is there a racist thing going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, the character has, has clearly done something to their makeup to make them darker in appearance. Hmm. And at first it was kind of like, it hit me straight away. As soon as I saw it, I went, oh, no, what are they doing? And they've tried, it, it's, it almost looks like they're trying to palm it off as though it's, you know, an alien thing. Mm. Like, it's it's, it's it's a very grey sort of makeup, isn't it? But there's a stereotype there. Yeah. There's... For me, there's a stereotype there because they're throwing all these ingredients into this massive crock pot. And, uh, yeah, just the, the way the mannerisms are, it's very much like... Like you've seen in Song of the South, or yeah, in, um, troubling, very troubling. Gone with the wind, and it's like, no, no, God, you cannot fucking do this. And it's it's only it's only very minor. Hmm. That's only me, sort of like seeing uh, it and going yeah. immediately. But 
I think I think for me, like it might sound bad that I didn't spot it. Um, but I yeah, but, I, I, yeah. but That's the because it's it's yeah, the, it's, the very, thing, it's subtle, isn't it? Yeah, the joke, the joke. There's like in every section, there's basically one joke. So the mm. joke, the joke in this is the chef actually is an alien and has four arms. And I think because of that, and because I knew that and I've seen it before, I was like, I know that, and I know that's the joke, and I know that's coming. I think that's probably why I didn't see it myself. But yeah. once Andy pointed it out, and once Andy was pointing out like the gumbo pot and shit like that, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is not yeah. great. Um, it was, it was the hair, the dress, the size mm. of the character as well. It was kind of like. Hmm. Oh, this is a, this is a stereotype of what you yeah. see in those kind of films. Problematic, from like the forties and fifties and whatever. So, well, thirties, forties, fifties. Yeah, the kind of the the minstrel shows and that sort of thing. This, yeah, the yeah, which is awful. Um, but yeah, it's it, again, it's not good for that reason, and it's not good anyway. It's not good as a comedy sketch. Yeah, it's it's a terrible segment. Yeah, like just in general, it, yeah. it's not funny. It's not very entertaining. I don't even know what she ends up making, really. Yeah, she references the bantha loins and the bantha rump and stuff like that. Like that's supposed to be yeah. funny. Amazing Fun- how they get bantha on Kashyyyk, but never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they maybe they watched the Moss Eisley uh, TV show and saw a bantha in that. Yeah, uh, what was just imagine some sand person butcher at the Moss Eisley bloody butcher station. <laughs> <laughs> no subtitles, just like yeah. oh, very, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, if, if George Lucas had his way, we probably would have got a, a no subtitle Jawa sand person <laughs> special, like a summer a summer special or something. Utini! Utini! <laughs> Oh Jesus! And then we'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" We don't know. Just no one knows. Nobody knows. Just watch it. Star Wars. Be happy. It's Star Wars. No. Uh, uh, we also have. We also have the. Uh, uh, I, lo- I want to call the wank machine. Oh my lord! <laughs> I thought he was going getting a perm, but then it's. You were like, you were like, what is this? What is this? And I was like, no, you just, you just watch this and you find out. <laughs> Why don't, why don't you tell people about the, yeah. uh, like, it, the, it, the Wankinator? Gets, <laughs> gets put in this big chair, like a gaming chair, and there's a big sort of like hat thing that gets put on. You're like, you see when Marge Simpson gets in the Simpsons when she gets her hair done. And I was like, oh, is he getting a perm? But no, it's like some weird virtual reality porn thing, isn't it? Where he's, he's watching some, some woman sing to him. But at first, it's like this, this weird sort of like creatures swimming and I sort of likened it to um, from Fantasia, Night on, Night on Bold Mountain, when the ghosts are writhing around in sexual manner. You know, it, it looks like that. Yeah. It's like, what is this? This is for kids, is it? Is it? And she just. That's, how you, that's how you do a film with no dialogue. That's yeah. how you do a film with no yeah. dialogue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about the music, all about the visuals. That is how you do it properly. Yeah. I, I zoned out the song, didn't listen to it, don't really care. I'm sure you're going to tell us what it's about. Well, uh, but yeah, he, he seems yeah. to get off on it, doesn't he? Mm. He, get, he gets very well, excited. He enjoys very, himself. Like, and then... you could get you could get away with it a little bit, but <laughs> get, everything she says before she starts the song is really sexual. Like, I am your fantasy. You know, you created me. I am your creation. Do yeah. what you want with me. So it's it's like it's really kind of like you could get away with just like, oh, it's just a beautiful woman. She's going to sing a song, but no, they really 
fucking hammer home how sexualized it is. And apparently it was the producer, so the producer called Mitzi Welch, Welch, sorry, said the sequence with Diane Carroll, who was originally supposed to be Cher. They wanted Cher to play that role. <laughs> uh, and she she uh, she rightly turned that down. Uh, Don't blame her. So softcore porn that would pass the censors, quote. Fucking hell. So, yeah, that was their idea, which is, it's a family show. Um, so. Yeah, it is. What the actual hell? <laughs> Just bizarre. <coughs> also, you'll notice at the beginning, R2-D2 is not played by Kenny Baker. R2-D2 you know, is, is, is himself because they used... And again, Kenny Baker <laughs> very rightly turned this down. And R2-D2 is the remote control version uh, that they used when Kenny Baker wasn't in the uh, yeah. in the R2-D2. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. <laughs> he had um, morals. <laughs> he had standards. Um, so we, we talked about poor, poor Carrie Fisher, haven't we? Um, and we've talked about uh, Luke and his car accident. Um, uh, this is a quote from uh, from B. Arthur. From, so... So my fa- my favorite segments, the two best best segments for me, are the animated segment by yeah, by, by Kel it Barnett. is pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm not a massive fan of the style of animation. No, it's, but, it's very old. It's an yeah. old animation style that doesn't really work. But however, the designs, the story, the voice acting, like mm. all holds up. And this is the only thing you can get from the Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney Plus. So it's clearly yeah. something they are proud of to some degree. Yeah. Like people go, you know what, that was all right. And again, uh Boba Fett's appearance was actually a parade. Um so it wasn't actually uh it wasn't actually in the cartoon as many people think. But no. the his correct colouring and costume was in the parade. And then this colouring and design actually held over for the droids cartoon. Same with C-3PO and R2-D2's design because it was done by the same animation company. Yeah. But um, yeah, and uh, and that's and that's one of the one of the best things. It's got lots of was the it plan- in um it was like a Marin County parade, I think it was. It was like it was like Sam 1978. Yeah, it's like Sand something. Uh, yeah. I've, oh, I've, San San uh, oh. what is it called? San Anselmo. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I had a note somewhere here about it, but I can't find it. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. 1978. <laughs> so I've got some quotes from some some of the stars. Would you like to hear them? Absolutely, I really would. Nothing would please me more. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this quote because uh, I've found this this one, and this is the darkest yet funniest quote I've found on on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Delightful. So, Lucasfilm consultant Mickey Herman said this about the special and the special's release: the day after the special aired was the day of the Jonestown massacre. It was just a bad time for everyone. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> my ass. So he's saying that the massacre of all of those cult members was was just as bad, or that the holiday special was just as bad as that. I mean, Christ, I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to compare it to people dying, but yeah, oh, fucking hell, man. Um, and, that, that's and, how that's how how much it was hated on the inside, though. That just goes to show you this is not a good thing. This is not a good show. Don't defend it. Don't be so blind in your love and oh, single-mindedness with Star Wars to fucking defend it. It's ter- terrible. 
admit it when something's terrible. Yeah. Don't cover it up. Admit admit when you made a bad decision. Like I, yeah. I, I've I've spoken to people that voted for Brexit, and like the, I I just go like admit it was a bad idea. Like it's fine that you made a mistake. You voted for Brexit. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody yeah. everybody vote, likes something. And I then voted, years later goes oh god actually that was terrible. Yeah. I, I I voted I've for, gone the other way. I've watched something on oh, that was fucking awful. Yeah. Rewatched it. Gone you know what that was brilliant actually. Yeah. Reappraisals happen. happen. Yeah. Reappraisals happen. I voted for Nick Clegg. For God's sake, and I know that was a bad idea. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I will live. I will live with that for the rest of my days. Yeah. Um, but I can admit it was a fucking mistake. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yes. <laughs> so uh, is is a great. But again, one. none of that is as bad as people getting massacred. So no, exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah. Uh, so according to Carrie Fisher, George Lucas gave her a copy of the special as a gift for recording the DVD commentary on the original Star Wars: A New, a New Hope. She claimed that she played it at parties when she wanted guests to leave. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> at the premiere, <laughs> at the premiere of The Force Awakens, Harrison Ford asked how he'd feel about reprising his role as Han Solo for another potential Star Wars holiday special. It, to which he replied, "I'd kill myself." <laughs> 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 oh God! Uh, oh, I don't believe him. I believe him. There you go. There you go. So, um, so you know what the the cast and the crew felt about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. So, uh, so uh, before his appearance in the holiday special in November of 1978, on September 24th, 1978, Boba Fett made his first true public debut. He marched in the San Anselmo County Fair Parade using the colour scene, the colour scheme used seen in The Empire Strikes Back. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Found it. <laughs> Very yes. good. We still haven't found the purpose of this Hollywood special, though. No, we are holiday find, special. We're Hollywood find, special. We've got, we've got to find the purpose of life, Dave. This is what the podcast is all about. We've got to find yeah, the purpose. And I'm struggling. <laughs> so, so, um, so going back to the animated segment, there's some great animation. There's some great um, there artwork. Um, it's got a pretty. It's called the Faith, Faithful Wookie, and it's mm -hmm. about they meet Boba Fett for the first time. Boba Fett tries to um, trick them into being friends so he can capture them for Darth Vader. Yeah, uh, and they're all the while they're looking for this MacGuffin, this Jedi Force MacGuffin. Yeah, um, this talisman or something on this planet. I believe it's called Panna, but we'll go into that later. And it's all right. It's like 10, 15 minutes. It's fine. It's short, sweet. Yeah. The acting's good. The animation's okay. Yeah. You know? and, uh, as a, unlike anything else in this special, it actually moves at quite a brisk pace. Mm. Yeah. It's it's got a good it's got a good pace to it. There's some really great visuals in it. Like the planet itself is really, really distinctive. It's got quite a, like a pinky tinge. Um, very, very watery. It's like a water planet. Yeah, it's like it's like a liquid sort of primordial soup kind of world where there's like dinosaur-looking creatures and everything. It's exactly like it reminded me of again going back to Fantasia, you know, when they do the dinosaur segment in that. Hmm. Reminded me a little bit of that, you know, with the, the you know, with the primordial soup and the lakes of you know mush and mud and things like that. It reminded me of that. Hmm. So there's a, a lot to appreciate in it, like you know. That's what it should have been. It should have been like brand new visuals, brand new ideas coming to the fore. And that's probably why this animated segment is the only thing that's been lifted really, you know, to be available to view because there are some interesting ideas. You've got Boba in a different, in a more Ralph McCrory sort of mm. looking style and colour, you know, design and everything, um, which they are releasing figures for, you know, for him, Black Series figures and the, the Vintage Collection. 
you know, scale. And it's it's a good color. It's a good look. I I, I don't mind the color scheme. Yeah, I don't. I don't say. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I prefer it. But no, I no. I, I don't mind. I it prefer as a, the. I prefer the damaged sort of like green, green and. You know, much more like um, a Western kind of character color scheme. And for, I, this, I think, for the for the purpose of the animated sh- animated episode, the colors pop. Yeah. So the colors pop against the landscape, and the colors pop when he stood next to R two and C three PO and Chewbacca as well. So yeah. I think I think for the purpose of the animated this animated segment, it's probably the best idea to have him in this different light. I mean, you could chalk it up to that he was trying to be covert and not be identified as Boba if you wanted to. But yeah, it's. Really, really good segment. Surprisingly good as well, I think. Yeah, it's an interesting thing as well. So the design for Boba Fett originally, uh, it came from Joe Johnston, the director mm. of Captain America First Avenger, The Wolfman, yeah, yeah. Rocketeer. You know, he worked on um, the Indiana Jones films as well. Um, so he did a super stormtrooper, but he also did a variant of like yeah, uh, yeah. where Darth <laughs> Vader was a bounty hunter. And he it was initially like all white. It was like a stormtrooper design. Yeah, um, it was. I've, I've, got, I've got that up. I've got a figure of that, the prototype armor. Yeah, I've got, I've oh, got nice. a prototype where he's all just white. Nice. Uh, nice. I've been trying to get the prototype helmet for a while as well. But yeah, that's how we started up. It was meant to be a super stormtrooper that they were going to use in Empire. And then they realized they couldn't afford to make multiples. So they repurposed him and made him Boba. So you were talking earlier about the vocalizations of the Wookiees. So uh, I've got some more Good. trivia about that. So Good. Ben Burt created Marla Itch and Itchy's vocalizations uh, from recordings of bears and lions at an Olympic game farm in Sequim, Washington. And for Lumpy's vocalizations, he used the recording of a baby bear at the San Diego Zoo. Some of these recordings were later used in the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special over 40 years later. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I want to talk about my next favorite segment section or least shit section <laughs> uh the moss Isley cantina section <laughs> the imperial stormtroop so during the plot whatever you want to, if you could call it a plot um there is a blockade that darth vader institutes and a search going on in every house in the galaxy which you which you stated would be impossible yeah i want every house in the system checked what <laughs> what good luck but sir, do you realise the manpower restraints? We just lost the Death Star. We just lost several million of our of our forces. No, still check them. Every single house. Okay, sir. <laughs> what? Good luck. What? And putting a blockade on the entire. Yeah. How do you put a blockade on the entire fucking galaxy? Yeah, but, but oh my word! Well, the blockade doesn't work anyway, does it? Because oh, everybody shit. manages to get through. Sondorn gets through. Uh, so you're like, the, the Empire and the Trade Federation are the worst organisations for putting planetary blockades on, <laughs> to be honest, aren't they? Let's be fair. Shite. Absolutely shite. terrible. <laughs> but never mind. Um, so we have, B, we have B. Arthur as the, as, as I guess, the, the owner of the, the bar, the cantina bar. And uh, and we have the, like you said, the figuring down and the modal nodes playing there. And kind of feels a little bit more like Star Wars because yeah, the, the we get all there. The, yeah, we get all the little, all the little weird looking aliens that we got in A New Hope in the, like the, the werewolf looking one. He's in there. Yeah, the devil guy. Uh, the the devil guy comes in. Yeah. You even get the little... You get little inflections of the laughs and everything and discussions. You even get the guy who gets his arm chopped off by by Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's in there. He's got his arm back as well. He's happy as Larry. Um, With his his bollock chin. 
The, the only one you don't get is Dr. Evans, and the one goes, he doesn't like you. He doesn't come in. I think he's still struggling. I think he's probably in rehab. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, do, it does feel more like Star Wars in that little bit. I, I love that. You, I love you the, have all the banter going, there's banter being thrown left, right, and yeah. center as well, which is just quite good. People yeah, getting yeah. chucked out by this big bouncer. You know, you get those little things, yeah. little things that sort of add to it. It feels like a it feels like a musical number, like 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 you know, Les Mis, where they have the uh, master of the house and all that, and the, it's yeah. in a, a raucous bar and stuff. It feels a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, it's the closest to like a proper musical number that I enjoy. The Jefferson yeah. Starship is fine. It's not a terrible song. It's not great. It, it's not. It's, but again, he's got, it's, he's, got he's, he's singing into a giant purple dildo. You know. Yeah, let's say the dildo thing going on, but it, it's just a Jefferson Starship song, you know, which I, I got confused between Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, and Starship. Yeah. <laughs> All these different bands with the different names. Fucking hell. Well, Jefferson Jefferson, Airplane Starship, <laughs> Starship Jefferson, Airplane Jefferson, uh, Jefferson. I don't know. It's so many. <laughs> so many Jeffersons. Thomas Jefferson. He's here as well. The, what? The, the Jeffersons. The Jetsons. Jefferson Jarrett. Flintstones. <laughs> bam bam. What's going yeah. on? But we have we have B. Arthur of the Golden Girls running the pub. Harvey Corman that we spoke about earlier, who plays also play. I think the worst one is the Android segment, where he's just yeah. he's teaching Lumpy he's teaching Lumpy how to build a uh, kind of a communication device so he can tell the Imperials to leave the house while oh. they're searching. And it's just boring. All it is is he's he's an android teaching someone how to fix this bit of equipment and he starts kind of glitching and starts like, you know, and like, ah, bah, bah, you know, all that, and, and physically like twitching and stuff. Yeah. It's just not funny. And it's it's a lot of it's done via edit, editing and not even the actor doing it. It's Yeah. It is. It's, it's all edited. It's not him doing it himself, which might have been more interesting if he was yeah. actually doing it himself. But it's not. It's just and it, crappy it editing that doesn't work. And he go again. It goes on way too long. It's uninteresting. Yeah. It's boring. Like who thought instructional videos on how to cook and how to build a device or communication device would be interesting with one joke yeah. in them, one singular joke? Nightmare. Anyway, he comes in and he's this volcano-headed guy. He drinks through a giant orifice in his head. Um, <laughs> And he's, <laughs> yeah. he, he basically is like, oh, you said something to me the other night, made me fall in love with you. And it turns out, the joke is, it turns out to be something she says to everybody in the bar. Yeah. You know, it's it's not something like, you know, she's trying to, basically he's being a bit of a creepy dude and she's trying to play off him. But she, you yeah. know, she does it in an entertaining way and she's trying to be sensitive, but she's also trying to like, you know, stay the fuck away from me, you weirdo. Oh, yeah. let me get you another drink. I'll get you another drink. Here you go. Buy, buy more things at the bar, quick. <laughs> And then, and then this, and it's weird because they make the Imperials go, you must watch this. This is very important that you watch this. Yeah. Again, and why, why? I don't really know. <laughs> and it was like, we're going to show you Tatooine just so your lives will be uplifted because at least you're not fucking living in Tatooine, eh? Yeah. But then at the bar, they're watching the Imperial communication. Of, yeah, the same one that's being played to the Imperials at the same time. So it's like yeah. they're, watching, they're watching something that happened in the past, which is actually happening in the future present <laughs> all at the what? same time it's yeah the only thing that's missing from this sequence is literally bloody mr scrooge just coming around like oh it's the ghost of christmas present and past and future and the empire's here as well happy like, days i tell you what that would have been a fucking interesting idea if they just did a star wars christmas carol yeah you could do it with the force ghosts you could do the whole fucking thing do that if it's self-aware of itself 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's playing up to the to comedy or comedy in it. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. I'd buy that because it'd actually be something different, something a bit creatively challenging as well. Yeah, fucking hell. And you could tell such stories. Like, you can have, like, yeah. Yoda could be the Christmas past or the life day past. You could have, like, I don't know, what, um, bloody Anakin as the, the present yeah. or Ray as the future, whatever the fuck, whatever the story is you want to tell. But, like, that's a yeah. fucking, like, just that off the top of my head is a better idea than any of this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I've 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 read ba- I've read Batman comics that do it, and it works fairly well. Like the you yeah. know they do they do the if you play up films. to it, you can make it work. It's it, like it's a classic, and it and it works within the framework. Everyone gets it. You know, everyone knows that story back to front. Yeah. You know, fucking you could pick any any character, and you could do that with any like. Make it fucking Jabber or something, and yeah. have all the people come because he's he's greedy, likes money and shit. Or, yeah. or make it one of the other kind of scoundrel characters. Make it fucking Lando or or the guy the guy from Rogue One or you know Benicio del Toro's character in whatever the sequel that was. Um, Could you imagine? Yeah, I imagine Benicio del Toro wanting to come back. He got that paycheck and ran as fast as he could. <laughs> um, so B. Arthur, um, she she has a lot of Broadway credits. So she yeah. she was in the original Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. So she has the stage presence, the experience, and the the singing ability to actually yeah. make this scene sort of work. Yeah, yeah. She commands the scene entirely. Hmm. And it actually kind of it appears interesting. It appears to be an interesting scene. I think it's probably the only part other than the animated section where I actually, you know, was somewhat listening in, even though it doesn't really make any sense or add anything to the proceedings. No. It does, it, it, it does you know, it does come across as quite a good bit. I, I will say that the two bits that I like the most in the framing device make no fucking sense. So like we no. said, like we said, the cartoon is weird because they're a secret rebel organisation. Yeah. A legal rebel organisation. And they're making a cartoon about their adventures after the fact to entertain children. Uh, I don't really get. Surely you would be like, you know, none of this, none of these adventures will ever be. Yeah, we want want to keep quiet, quiet and secretive, and all. Yeah, we'll make. We're going to do do an animated show. Yeah, we'll make records of it, but we won't fucking broadcast the shit. (laughs) Just the the entirety of like the constantly in communication back and forth, aren't they? Like the the Chewbacca's family, they're constantly in communication back and forth between Luke. Han, Leia, and you know, if the Empire had any nows about them, all they'd have to do is track the communications and they'd find all three of them. So it's a bit sort of like they're just, I know it's only a special, it's only meant to be yeah. a bit of fun, but fucking hell, you know. But also, it's like you can't, you can't negate the fundamentals of what is happening in the films just to make something fucking work cheap and cheerful and make it work. Hmm. They're, they're, they're a terrorist organization being hunted down by an oppressive fascist regime. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, be careful what you're doing. And like, we get, we get its life day. Obviously it's a special day for the Wookiees and everything. And, but they, they keep contacting every other fucker apart from the people they should be contacting. Yeah. And yeah. even and even then, I'm like, it's like the, there's more importance about getting home for life, Dave, not surviving. You know, yeah. being chased down by Tie Fighters, which could, yeah. you know, kill them. It's more yeah. it's, the the importance is put on getting home, like you said, driving home for life, day. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the importance when really it should be like maybe he's fucking dead. You know, yeah. and then he's like fighting said, an intergalactic civil war. Jesus the- Christ, he can't come home for Christmas. Oh. Imagine that. Yeah, the, the American Civil War. You're like, 
Oh, wait, I've got to go home now. Um, I've got to go home for life day. Yeah. What? You've got a bayonet, you've got a bayonet in your gut, and you're like, oh, sorry, mate, I can't die here. I've got to go home for life day. World War II, storming the beaches of Normandy. Oh, we've got to go back. It's life day. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? You stuck. You, know. you, you get all your Nazi scalps, and you're like, right, I'll bring those home for, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, but uh, be, it doesn't make any sense, does it? It's, it's nah, like it's bizarre. just cobbled together shite <laughs> in the guise of something really great. Oh dear! Oh, it's it's you're making me laugh so much. My neck hurts. <laughs> my my neck hurts from having to bear the weight of watching this. So um, I will say we'll go, back, we'll go back to B. Arthur. This will be the last couple of things I say about the section. But B. Arthur said it was a wonderful time. But I had no idea it was even a part of the whole Star Wars thing. I've gotten so many letters and requests for autographed photos from that thing. I just remember singing to a bunch of people with funny heads. <laughs> oh, so, that's sev- the problem several... overall, isn't it? Nobody had a fucking clue what they were doing. <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem. It's just a jumbled, jumbled mess of randomly selected and filmed elements. There's nothing. There's nothing to it, is there? <laughs> and and you see, you you pointed out the giant rat in the in the uh, in the cantina scene, yeah, uh, which is actually a leftover prop from the film H.G. Uh, Wells' Food of the Gods, which uh, involves giant animals or animals eating something and it makes them grow massive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the character was created by SFX master Rick Baker, so mm. n- known for his werewolf designs, werewolf Oscar win for yeah. Uh, well, where American Werewolf in London, and also Stan Winston designed the Wookies. So it's it's slipped in the giant rat, you know, as a bit of a for a bit of fun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> somebody did that with um. Took years mm. for anybody to realise, but somebody did that with the Millennium Falcon in Star Trek: First Contact. Really, the battle scene between the Borg Cube and the Federation fleet, mm. when the Defiance getting its ass handed to it, you can see the Falcon fly. On the left side of the screen, it flies from behind the cube off off screen to the left. Reason being is one of the the model designers for all the new Star Starfleet ships because they made five or six brand new Starfleet ships, you know, to fill out the battle sequences. So they weren't all just Enterprise or Constitution classes. Hmm. So when he was designing like the Steam Run of the Saber class and all these other different class of ships. He, he just snuck in uh, the Millennium Falcon in the battle scene. Yeah. Because he, he'd worked on Star Wars for the uh, remastered editions. So, yeah. Loads of visual effects artists and practical effects artists do that, don't they? They put little little nuggets of their own work into other stuff, don't they? As like a little homage to themselves. True, yeah. Or yeah. The, Un- the unofficial. Worked on before. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. no, I, I always like that, finding those little, those little nuggets. So, like, you know, like in. Halloween Kills, where they've got the masks from yeah, Halloween, from Halloween 3. 3. Even though yeah. I don't like that film, I did enjoy seeing them. It was kind of like a little, ah, okay, yeah. cool, get it. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a little Easter egg, isn't it? It's something, if you know, it's nice, yeah. but if you don't, it's fine as well. Yeah. Um, I will say that this is the last thing I'll say about the cantina scene, and we'll move on. But the cantina scene sequence took an entire day to film from 6 a.m. one day to 6 a.m. the next. Oh, my the, Lord. The costumed actors withstood heat, claustrophobia, and for some, low oxygen intake. When B. Arthur's son, Daniel Sachs, visited the set, he saw a nurse running around feeding oxygen into the various aliens to make sure they didn't pass out. Jesus. Co-writer Pat Proff described this 
And there's my son, watching the creatures he loves die in front of him. Fucking hell. That's horrific. And the actress that played Lumpy lost a significant amount of weight uh, from the heavy costume and the heat. So uh, uh, Patty Maloney is a, is a little person that played yeah. Lumpy. And uh, yeah, so just the the exhaustion of doing anything in that outfit oh. is just insane. There's obviously a lot of other problems. Um, yeah. So uh, due to David Acomba's inexperienced directing television and his difficulties working with Ken and Mitzi Welch, uh, he departed the project partway through the production. To make matters <laughs> worse, much of the budget had already been spent, according to <laughs> Gary Smith. The production was in danger of being cancelled. As a result of these difficulties, the production shut down to find a replacement director. Gary Smith then asked Steve Binder, a former colleague, to step in as director. Whereas Acomba had handled most of the variety segments, Binder was more involved with the scenes in the Wookiee household, as well as all the scenes with the original cast, many of whom were reluctant to participate. According to Binder, he was unable to edit the film, unlike all his other productions, due to a scheduling conflict. As a result, the special was edited by the producers, who had no prior experience with editing. Oh, my Lord, they should have just cancelled it when they had the chance. Cancel it when you have the chance. My God. So, yeah, so there's a, a lot of issues. Again, George Lucas was consulted with about everything, but he was deep in pre-production for Empire, so he probably didn't give a flying fuck, to be honest. So I don't think I would either. Um, no. Nope. Like, That'll be fine, whatever. Yeah, sure. Just do it. Let's go and do don't it. Don't put my name um, on it. <laughs> please don't put my name on it. Uh, there is a new documentary coming out uh, this year or probably next year called A Disturbance in the Force, and it's all about this. It's all about the holiday special. Is it going to be on Disney Plus, or are they going to cover that up? Probably going to. Lo and behold, we have anything negative on Disney Plus. Probably going to bury it again. Fucking probably going to bury it again. <laughs> um, <sighs> this is the problem. They won't, they won't admit to mistakes, will they? No. They won't admit to creative mistakes. Well, look at look at the like I haven't seen the Mandalorian, but I heard about the guy in the jeans being caught on in the shot. Yeah. Um, and they edited that, that out. So loads yeah. of people are having fun with that look. The you know, the guy's in there and you can see him and you know, um, you know, and, and they edited that out. Yeah. They, they cut that out because they don't want anybody having fun that isn't their fun. That they don't want anybody pointing fingers. Yeah, and going, ha ha ha, look at that, it's funny. Mm. It has to be on their terms what is funny and what they can have fun with yeah. and jo the jokes about Star Wars they can make. If you have a negative opinion about it, then you're the fucking villain. Yeah. Which is what I really hate. It's what I really hate mm. at the moment. I really hate it. It's really hard being somebody who reviews stuff and fundamentally just not liking stuff. I mean, we 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 haven't had to talk about the Eternals, but you know, no. we ha we haven't sort of yeah. we haven't agreed on it, have we? No, no, I, we haven't talked I about it. But I, I, I agree that there's issues and there's problems. Yeah. It's not perfect, but, but I, even I, there, it's really difficult yeah. watching it and going, "I don't like this," and then thinking. I literally thought while I was watching, going, "My review is going to be a negative review, and people aren't going to like that. They're going to, you know, thankfully I haven't had anything, but no. you get that thought like, "I don't like this," and there's going to be people that say they absolutely love it, and they'll hound it or they'll cast me in a certain light, which I don't like, which is a horrible thing at the moment. With If you have a negative opinion on something, like we, we both have a negative opinion on yeah, this. Absolutely. For God's sake, if anybody, like, don't fucking hound people. Don't pretend or have any kind of pretense or whatever. You know, accept the criticisms and have a complex discussion about them. Yeah. 
Like on, I yeah, you know, a, a friend of mine brought up the they didn't like V for Vendetta the other day when we were talking about it, uh, and I said fair enough, and she said it was the re- the reason was it's because he uh, he basically tortures. Uh, Natalie Portman brainwashes her, gaslights her into into you know giving giving up that fear. You know it's quite an important yeah. part of the book, and the whole Valerie section is in there. So I, I I got what she meant. I was like, I've not I've never viewed it that way myself. Mm. But your but your opinion and your view is absolutely valid, one hundred percent, and I can see what you mean. Um, but I've never seen it that way, and I think if they did cut that out, that's a very important section. I don't know if you could do the film and not have that section. No, um, she's got to go through that. She's got to go. She's got to go through because it's it's sort of like awakening from yeah. It's, it's just it's a form of awakening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. She comes, she comes, becomes aware of everything that's going on around her. Mm. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. It's it's but even in that kind of discussion, you don't just shut off one way or the other, do you? No, I, I listen. I, mean, I, I didn't go. I didn't go. You're wrong. That's bullshit. I said. Yeah. I went. Actually, you've got a fair point. I can see why. Yeah. I can see how you've interpreted it that way. And see, but even in, even in those sort of circles, like. I've seen it on Twitter. I don't really, I don't engage with it, but I've seen it on Twitter where somebody goes, well, I don't agree with that. And then they get hounded immediately without any discussion as to why. So somebody will go, this this is the best part of this. And somebody will go, I don't really think it is. And then it'll be like, oh, you're, you're, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I've, I've had it. Let's I've talk had it, about it. Yeah. I've, I've had it in like, you know, I've I've had a certain opinion about this or a certain opinion about that, and I've been and I've been you know hung out to fucking dry on mm. cer- certain opinions. I won't go into it. You know, people change, people get different opinions, people move on, people develop, people grow. You know, I, I I'm very much like I'm not the same person I was five years ago, two years ago, fifteen mm. years ago. I've changed. My opinions on things have changed. I've grown. I'm not the same person I was. Yeah, do, do I do I sometimes sit up at night and cringe at stuff I said when I was fifteen years old? Of course, I we all do. fucking do. We all fucking do. You know, three in the morning, I go, oh, yeah, I really shouldn't have said that, or <laughs> could have handled that situation a little better. But that's that's just life, and we've yeah. got to we've got to move on and and do and try and do better. Yeah. That's it. As let's, long have, as we... let's have constructive discussions. But if you like this, you're wrong. <laughs> 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 Oh, I got a stitch. Oh. <laughs> killing me. You're killing me. This is a stitch. This is Halloween special. It's going to be a stitch. <laughs> You're killing me. I, I want to just very briefly talk about the end. The, the end. The life The life day celebration. So, so Chewie gets home. Hand, somehow. Somehow. They get rid of all the, the... They get rid of all the Imperials in the house, in the treehouse. <laughs> in the Ralph Macquarie treehouse. And the, the, uh, the balcony... And Bannister that just Lumpy was just randomly walking on for some reason earlier yeah. in the film. <laughs> Horrible bit of compositing on a Ralph Macquarie piece of art. It is dreadful. And <laughs> and uh, and they come home. Han Solo managed to kind of subdue the Imperial in the most bloody bizarre and non-violent <laughs> way possible. Yeah, and I, I believe they did it in a non-violent way because you know non-violent. Kid, Kids were working. Bloody guy falls about four hundred foot off a tree <laughs> to his death. It's not. It's not non-violent. No, but you know, it's not like it's not blasting him and you're not cutting the throat of him or punching yeah, him, knocking him out. Han tries to grab his hand, doesn't he? Or he try, tries to do something. I think I he might. I think he might. I think he goes to grab the gun that he's dropped. Yeah. 
And then he grabs the gun, but trips over some logs and goes over the banister. Goes through the banister. Yeah, through the banister, sorry. Um, that and lovely then- secure banister that Lumpy was walking <laughs> on not, not 10 minutes before. Yeah, and then you hear go, ah! and then he's gone. And then uh, Han does the responsible adult thing and picks up the gun and lobs that over overboard as well. No witnesses. Non-violent, though, because he, he didn't do anything. He just fell through the it. Can't see it. Can't see it. He's gone. Yeah. But it's a, it's more of an accident, is it? There's no, like, aggression. or Accident? Anything. Well, you know what? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. That stormtrooper <laughs> is splatted at the base of the tree. No, it, no problem. It show it. it it's non-violent. It, That's it's non-violent. I mean. Non-violent <laughs> rebel-related death. You know what right. I mean. You know what I mean, you bastard. <laughs> anyway, we, we get there, and then Han Solo's like, no, nah, I've got to go. I've got to go, go back to the Falcon. Yeah, it's hilarious, that. Dawn Dawn has, has come in. Hello, everyone. I've got to go now. <laughs> Even though I'll be back in five minutes anyway, in this weird space dimension. Um, Son Dawn has told the Imperials that the guy just walked off. The Imperial yeah. soldier left his post for some reason. They were like, yeah, we believe you, you dodgy, bloody salesman who's trying to sell us mini aquariums. Absolute cretin. <laughs> we believe you. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Um, yeah, he just keeps popping in, popping back and giving people more televisions. <laughs> the Wookiees really don't need any more fucking televisions. Yeah. Um, more Toshibas than a guy that's got them off the back of a lorry. <laughs> So the family are finally reunited. Marla and, you know, Chewbacca have this long, loving look. They then proceed to get in these robes and grab their life day orbs, nice, nice pair of orbs, and mm-hmm. they are suddenly seen walking through space, what looks like they're walking into a star. Again, another poorly compositive scene. Um, Shocking. They, <laughs> they, are, they are then greeted by at the Tree of Life, supposedly. And Leia is there, Han is there, Luke is there, C-3PO and R2 are there. And C-3PO and R2 are so happy to be there. Leia gives a speech about joy, understanding, love, and and we're all the same, and we're all the same people, even though we're different races, which is a nice message. You know, it's a nice yeah. message. Yeah, I'll um, give you that. The sentiment is there. And then C-3PO <laughs> says that uh, me and R2 are purely electronic, so we would wish we were alive. Unfortunately, we are inhuman abominations and not truly sentient. Unbelievable. So we're like, yeah, they're like, we, we wish, they basically say we wish we were alive. Like you and <laughs> We wish we were alive. And not slaves. <laughs> you, you are sentient beings, though. Yeah. <laughs> Aware of your actions and what you do and how they affect people, but no problem. Yeah. And then uh, we get our last musical number um, in the in the film, Stevie's uh, holiday special, uh, which is which is Carrie Fisher singing "A Day to Celebrate," which is the official Life Day song. It's a Life Day carol, if you will. Um, you can buy it from all good musical outlets. Did you? HMV, did you? Um, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. Amazon. Um, <laughs> did you enjoy that particular song, Andy? No. <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> it was, again, like half of, half of my joy today has just been watching your reaction to every bit of this. Yeah. I feel like you should you should upload. The I actual, might. I might. I might upload the video. Video. Yeah. I think you might, should do I might that do. Patreon. Yeah, I think uh, I might do that. I think I think anybody listening should definitely sign up to Dan's Patreon just to see this because there are long moments when we're just completely silent because we have no idea how to converse 
Yeah, and and then and then it becomes Spanish. It beca- it, we get Spanish audio all of a sudden, and what I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I picked which, this. which made it more interesting than anything. It does. It did go back. I double checked on my phone. I was like, I was like, I've got to make sure if it goes back to actual English dialogue. <laughs> Would you never watch the end of it in Spanish? But um, but most ah. most for the most part, it's during the fateful Wookiee animated section. Um, so if you uh, if you want to see that, um. I'll, <laughs> I'll see what I, I'll see what I can do. I'm not I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure how good I am at editing the videos and stuff, but we'll we'll see what I can do with it. Get if not, there, if if not, it'll be purely audio. But either way, I'll probably release it early anyway before this podcast. I reckon, I reckon you just upload it. Just fucking yeah. get up there. It'd be, it'd be really it's, it's up there. Um, be entertaining. Much more entertaining than watching this. <laughs> so, Andy, we've come to that time. So oh, I've, good lord! We've come to the time where I want to play the game. Is it canon? So I'm going to ask you. I've got, I've got quite a few things to go through. So it's quite a few, eh? Quite a few. Yeah. So, so for, I've combined some of them just, just for just to knock down the list. But I'm going to try and go in order of how they appear in the special as well. <clears throat> right. Okay. So, are you ready? Are you ready? So you've got to tell me if it's canon or is it legends, which is not currently canon. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So first of all, Life Day and the Tree of Life. Is it canon? Or is it legends? Canon or not canon? It's got to be canon now, I think, because they are doing, they're starting to release a lot of stuff regarding it and they are releasing comics with Life Day specifically in the title. So I'm going to go with canon on that front. It is canon. It is currently mm. canon. Um, you, you Much do to th- my dismay. Um, <laughs> you do see, if, if you played Fallen Order, you actually climb up the Tree of Life. You do. You do. You do. And it looks really good. I'd, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it in a... And you know, we'll be cool. go back to Kashyyyk in a future project, and we actually see I, it, you know, properly. Yeah. I really like that level as well. That's a good level. Yeah. It's, it's got a good kind of variety. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd like we were talking before about the Wookiees and everything. It, it adds something to something unique to their to their planet, to their civilization. So yeah. So Itchy, Lumpy, and Marla. So the family of uh, of Chewie, the the Backer family, like you said, are they canon or are they legends? Oh. I feel like this is a trick, a trick question, but I feel like we've seen the character design of Itchy somewhere else down the line, maybe in the new trilogy, I think, mm-hmm. like that kind of costume wandering around. But I'm going to go with Legends because as far as I'm aware, I don't think we've had anything from Lumpy or Nala since. But I could be wrong because there are a lot of extra comics out there. They've re- redone everything so many different times, haven't they? And there could be a novel out there with them in, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it for a biscuit and just go with legends. I think legends. Okay, they are in fact canon. Wow, fucking hell! Yeah, they are re- They are from what I know, they are reunited after the end of Jedi, um, and that's when the kind of celebrations of life day mm. things began. After that, oh, there's a there's a comic that Marvel put out, and I think it was like. I think it was like the dawn of something, and it's basically mm. what happens between the end of Jedi to the beginning yeah. of Force Awakens, and I think they're mentioned in that, and maybe a couple of novels as well. Mm. Interesting. Check like it. There's, there's so there's so much. Oh yeah, they, it, they keep chopping and changing it. Like Revan was Legends, but now he's Canon. Yeah. So well, I think they're just they're just cherry picking now, aren't they? I think yeah, we said of course this. They are, yeah. We said this on the Ewok thing. They're just cherry picking the stuff yeah. they actually cherry picking everything left, right, and yeah. centre. So next up is the Great Zorbak Circus. Is that Legends or is that canon? Legends. I hope it is. The Great Zorbak Circus is Legends. Thank God for that. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> so you won't see you won't see the, the, them in any other Star Wars material, I don't think. Or oh. you, you might see them in more Legends material, but not not current canon material. It's the kind of thing you see on Canto Bite in the Last Jedi. <laughs> Uh, next one is Amorphia and the Amorphian Android. So that was the instructional Android video. Um, are they legends, that planet and the Android, or are they canon? Mm, it's a difficult one. That I've never heard them. Could go either way. Could go it either could way. Could do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with legends. I'm gonna stick with legends. Mm. Uh, it, it is in fact legends. That's correct. Good. Good. Got, I'm you've glad. Got, you've got one wrong so far. So you're doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm guessing. <laughs> And they're not informed guesses either. They're just, yeah, the risky guesses. So Okay, next up is Jefferson Starship's unnamed band. They don't have a name, so could that it's indicate? Got, if, if they don't have a name, it's got to be Legends, surely. It is Legends. It yeah, because things have got to have a name of the canon, even if it's like a random small character. They've got to be named. That's why the names are so, yeah, so, you know, so many unique. random friggin' names. So yeah. ne- next one is, I think, is an easy one for you. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll fucking see. Boba Fett and the Mandalorian armor. Is it canon or is it legends? That specific armor? Uh, just Mandalorian armor in, in general. Oh, it's canon. It is canon. The I thought am- you meant that armor in particular, the one these no, no. the thingy. No, just in general. Just in yeah, general. yeah. So the Amban Phase Pulse Blaster, which is the weapon he uses in the cartoon, is that canon or is that legends? It is canon. It is canon. Mm. Mando uses it to destroy Jawas, hilariously. <laughs> I'll get round it's a to that. shot, though. But it's like yeah. a bolt-action rifle. It's really weird. Oh, really? That's all. Yeah. That's, so it's very canon. different to the... Uh, he uses it in The Mandalorian. He uses it in a very similar way to stun the beast. Mm. So in, in, the, in the little cartoon segment, he stuns that big beast, doesn't he, that's trying to eat Luke's equipment. Mm. And he uses that in the very first episode. When that the, the big creatures coming out of the ice trying to cat, trying to grab the razor crest, and he stuns it there. But when he uses it on the Jawas, it's like a, a bolt action rifle, so it pings out a single canister. And he reloads it and vaporizes people with it. That's kind of cool. It's a good weapon. Like yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Next up is Panna, which is the the planet they are on on the cartoon. So that watery planet mm. is uh, is Panna canon or is it legends? I'm just trying to think of the, the recent map that I saw. So I'm going to go with Legends on that one, I think. Um, I want it to be canon. I hope it is actually canon. But for me, I think I'm going to go with Legends purely because I don't remember seeing it on any of the maps that I've, I say, looked at recently, looked at in general. So that's Panna, P-A-N-N-A. Panna, the planet, is in fact canon. Good. Yeah. I'm actually glad So we yeah. that, that planet actually existed. I think planet with the... The dinosaurs on it. Oh, good. Dinosaurs. good. Speaking of the dinosaurs, does Pars Ichiothant, or sorry, Ichithiodont, which is Boba's steed in the mm. cartoon, is that canon? Yeah, it should be. If the planet's canon, then the beast has got to be canon, hasn't it? It is not. It is legends. What? It's legends. Really? Yeah. That's a bit disappointing, isn't it? How can yeah. you have the planet canon, not the creatures on it? Don't know. <laughs> well, that's just the, that's the way it is. Oh, God, Disney. Get again, again. Your ass. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, we're going to make this planet canon. What about all the what about the, the vibrant culture and the creatures on it? Nah, it'd be fine. What? It's like, That's it. <laughs> it's like this cup. The coffee in it's canon, but the cup's not. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Got coffee everywhere. So uh, so that that is that isn't that isn't canon. But next one is the the Panna Dragon. So that's the monster that Boba Fett shoots. Is that Legends or is that canon? 
because it doesn't make any sense, I'm going to go with that's canon. That is also Legends. <laughs> yeah, well, again, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Why are they, the, the fucking creatures that inhabit the planet and not canon? It'd be very easy. They literally but, just go to do an updated version of those creatures. You just airbrush them slightly and they're done. <laughs> but no. Like, 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 it's like having Endor without the Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Ewoks are canon, but the planet's not. We've just got <laughs> Ewoks floating in space. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> oh, dear. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, so we... Uh... Next one is the is the talisman, which is the object they're looking for in the cartoon. Is that legends or is that canon? Legends. It no idea. Le- I'm guessing it is legends. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. exist. It's it's just again, yeah, it's just a I think random MacGuffin. Yeah, they probably replaced the idea of the talisman in favor of the um, the holocrons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that could be yeah, or the books or the records. Yeah, Jedi text and things yeah. like that. Yeah, but I mean, in in um, in the Lego Holiday Special, there was that little. Time stone gem thing that travel helped them travel through time, but again, yeah, who's yeah. to say that? Who's to say, I doubt that's canon because of the Lego. No, stuff. no, they just robbed that of Doctor Strange because they're creatively redundant. Your uh, your favorite character in the holiday special, Gormanda the Chef. Oh God, is Gormanda the Chef? Is she canon or is she legends? I hope to God she's legends purely for the reasons we stated earlier. Yep, she's canon. She's canon. There's a there's a cookbook or something. Um, and she's and she's mentioned in it, or I think it's a novel. She's she's mentioned as as knowing a recipe or creating a recipe or something like that. So she God. is canon. Your your favorite character is canon in the Star Wars. It deserves to be cancelled. <laughs> Cancelling, yeah. That's a that's a little bit mm, mm, questionable. Um, c- questionable canonosity. Yeah, I mean, if they, I'm assuming they did like an updated visual of it, it'd probably be. Very much silver faced, and it'd be like when you did um, when you did your video on um, what's his face, nappy head guy. Oh god, what's he called? The bounty hunter with a nappy head. Oh, um, oh fuck, what's his fucking name? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, that, that one. Yeah, one, one who looks like an absolute loser, and then he's he's been brought back into canon. Looks fucking nothing like you. Dengar, Dengar. That's yeah. it, Dengar, Dengar. Yeah. That's the one. Um, yeah, so there you go. Hopefully they'll they'll. Maybe make them more alien-like or something, or yeah. if they do, if they ever bring, I doubt, I doubt hopefully. we'll see a, I doubt, I doubt we'll see her alive. Actually. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. Questionable. So, so Son Dan, so Art Carney, who is you know the Wookiee's friend and salesperson, is he legends or is he canon? You got the cook as bloody canon. Surely you have him as canon. This is very strange. There doesn't seem to be any logic to any of these, does there? I'm going to go with canon on him. Because if the family's canon, then surely you'd want the friend to be canon. You would. He's in fact a legends, though. Oh, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> There's no logic to this. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Don't worry. There's still more. I've still got a load more. Uh, <laughs> so the Wookiee Groomer, so the, the device that he's trying to sell that Imperial officer that does all the syncopating, calculating, washing, and all that other bollocks it does, that amazing mm. device. Uh, the Wookiee Groomer, is that canon or is that legends? Canon, because it's hilarious. <laughs> it is canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking canon, that thing. That thing that does all those things and recites the penal code, all 17 volumes of the penal code and the oh, Imperials. Good, is, good old Imperials. It is canon. Imperial now, construction grooms you and tells you what not to do. <laughs> Next up is the the Wookiee cookies that that a lumpy tries to eat at the beginning 
of the the special. Um, I think they're called Ookies or Ookie Cookies or something like that. I'm just going to call them Wookie Cookies. Are they canon or are they legends? Canon, because I want some. They are canon. Yes. <laughs> Get them in Galaxy's Edge <laughs> in the restaurant, you sell-out bastards. I'd eat, I'd eat those. Wookie, yeah. The Wookie Ookies, the Wookie Cookies. Give me some Wookie Cookies. Okay, is... The mind evaporator. So this is the device, the holographic device that Itchy uses to watch his soft porn. Is that wank, wankatron <laughs> device? Is that in canon or is that legends? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Legends because it's porn. <laughs> Star Wars doesn't do porn very well. You'd be surprised. It's canon. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's canon. It's like like family friendly (laughs) Dad, why is he watching that? I'll tell you when you're older Speaking of of the mind evaporator Mermea, who is the sexy hologram uh, that Itchy likes um, Is she canon or is she legends? She's named, isn't she? Yeah, she's got a name, unlike Jefferson Starship. But then the friend was legend, so there's no yes. logic to it, is there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. You, I love that you've applied logic to all of these. Yeah, and not, not, there, there is no logic. Most of them are wrong. just guess them. No, just guess them. Canon, go on. Okay, so Mamea, the sexy hologram, is in fact legends. So. Good. <laughs> Good. Next up is Akmina the bartender. So, so uh, B. Arthur's character. Yeah. Uh, is she canon as the Moss Eisley uh, bartender or is she legends? <clears throat> I don't know if she... It's the other guy that runs Moss Eisley, isn't it? The, the, the cantator in Moss Yeah, the, the, guy, the guy who doesn't allow his kind, the, their yeah. kind in here. But unless she's like a partner in it. Uh, because it's B. Arthur and I kind of want her to be canon. I'm going to go with canon. I want that character to be canon. Akmina, the bartender, is in fact canon. Good. Yeah. Good. And but is her song that she sings Good Night But Not Goodbye? Is that canon? No, that's legend. It's gotta be. It is in fact canon. Really? Because it is a slowed down version of the Cantina tune. Ah, yeah. So, yeah. so technically, it's already canon. They've just they've just turned it down and added yeah. lyrics to it. And so, added lyrics to it that nobody ever needed. Yeah. No, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, now is Krell is Krellman the volcano-headed orifice guy who fancies Akmina? Is he canon or is he oh, legends? God, he's going to be canon, isn't he? He's legends. Don't worry. Thank God. That one, that one part is legend. I'm, I'm saying the opposite to the. I feel like I'm saying the opposite to these. And I hope <laughs> they won't be. I think. Yeah, I think the ones that you're going, you're like, I hope that's canon. I really hope that's canon, yeah. and they're not. Or yeah. you're saying, I hope that's legends, but it is. <laughs> 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 right, so coming to the end, the life day orbs. Are they canon. legends or are they canon? So there's canon. life day orbs. Uh, they're in fact legends. Really? Yeah, I believe so. So I, life day itself is canon, but a fundamental orb. part of the celebration isn't. No. My God. Nobody knows what they're doing, do they? <laughs> now the very essence of cherry picking. We'll have <laughs> we'll have we'll have Goza and Zool. Um, but we, we we won't have um, any of the demon dogs or anything like that. We'll, we'll just have we'll just have the name, and you can keep the hairdo. That's not canon either. So the last one, Andy. <laughs> uh, before before we come to, uh, well, I've got some listener comments, so we'll do those. Oh, good. 
and I think we'll we'll slowly come to an end. Uh, so, uh, a day to celebrate. So, Leia's official kind of uh, life day carol, if you will. Is that canon or is that legends? Oh, have they made it canon? Go on, go canon because yeah, yeah, the drudgery of it. I mean, is it is a John? It's a rearranged John Williams music, so maybe. Uh, I don't know. Actually, that's that's an interesting one. Mm. I kind of think they they might have made it canon for Carrie Fisher, but then I don't know because it didn't do her any favors, did it? So interesting. I don't really know. Go, I'll I'll stick with canon. It's legends that one. That one is oh, legends. That's a shame for it. Probably, probably for the best. It's not a great song. Yeah, but yeah, I, a, I, it's a bit of a shame, though, isn't it? Really, I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't say you that you kind of succeeded. No, I have not succeeded <laughs> at all there. <laughs> However, I have you got clear, you... clearly messed up a lot of them, didn't I? In the hopes of other opposite answers, I think I've I've put your your uh, Star Wars fan credentials to shame now. Um, you have. Yeah. You don't. You don't know thank, that. Thank you, the holiday special. <laughs> For proving I don't know anything, really. But there you go. Uh, not only have I forced you to watch the holiday special today, <laughs> I've also questioned your... your <laughs> questioned I've my fandom. I've gatekeeped the fuck out of you. Yeah. Somebody's going to use that against me, aren't they? In the future, go, <laughs> I listened to a podcast a while ago you where you wrong. got less than half the questions right on the holiday <laughs> special. You know nothing about Star Wars. You can't oh, say God. shit. You didn't like The Last Jedi? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just use it against me. So even though you, you didn't necessarily succeed, I had quite fun. I quite enjoyed doing that. Um, <laughs> Thank I, you. I have got you. Killing little, me. I have got you a little life day present. Oh, bless you. So I've got you the, <laughs> the life day treasury. What is that? <laughs> which is a book, uh, a several short stories about... Uh, life Day across the Star Wars universe. Oh, bless you! It's, uh, that is delightful. Like a little, it's like a little kind of children's book. It's got some images in there and stuff as well. So all uh, about the images. So yeah, it's uh, it's nice, it's nice, and it's got some lovely artwork on the back as well. Uh, no that one looks can... better than the actual bloody show. <laughs> They've got the orbs there. That's it, the orbs. Maybe they are canon. Maybe I'll double check that. I'll double check if the orbs are canon or not because uh... I, I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Look. <laughs> But the rest, the rest, I double checked. I've just I'm, the orbs. I'm a little wobbly on, I think. But um, it doesn't matter. We had we had fun. Um, but yeah, so I, lovely. I've got you like a little book. And it's really cool because the pages are like they're kind of like a damaged book. It's kind of got, oh, really? got like frayed. They've got like frayed. You won't be able to see it, but they've got kind of like I'll put it up to the thing. But they kind of got like this frayed edge to them. Yeah, you can just about see it. Yeah, yeah. It's not not really clear, <laughs> but. I think I think you'll like it. They did it. They did like a Halloween one as well, and um, I think yeah. it was kind of, kind of a, like a Thanksgiving one as well. But um, right, okay, I got you this one. So uh, oh, thank so, you so much. That's my pleasure. Welcome. My pleasure. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, well, I wanted to thank you for doing this and for allowing me to put you through this <laughs> ordeal, this terrible ordeal that I believe uh, we've gone through. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll put a picture of it on the social medias and stuff. But uh, lovely, yeah. Uh, so I've got a couple of listener comments, uh, not many, but um... excellent. Anyone that's never going to talk to me again? <laughs> oh yeah, not yet. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. Um, so so uh, I am Jack's musings at I am Jack's musings on Twitter. My biggest fan. Um, I have never subjected myself to it. Of course. Now you're covering it. I will. No. <laughs> don't, Jack, don't. Don't bother. Don't bother, Jack. God's sake, man. Don't do it, bud. Heed our warnings. Leave this place. <laughs> 
you underestimate the power of the dark side. You underestimate the power of the holiday special, the drudgery of the holiday special. Um, and he, he said, he said, "Are you dressed up in cosplay?" And I said, "We'll see." Uh, we have we not. Didn't. We did not bother. <laughs> we didn't, unfortunately. We did not bother. We got we got stuff on. We got things. There's, you know, we'll we'll, could, we'll save the cosplay for when something is deserving of it. Absolutely, I think. Um, so going over to Instagram, uh, GP Venom nineteen eighty two is a friend of the attention seeking geek on YouTube. Ah, yes, yeah. Who I hope is going to come back very, very soon. Fingers crossed. So do I? Please do, Ben. You've got you do some excellent content. I really love it. You know, I, I know it's I know it's been difficult recently, but please do come back because we yeah, I was we looking like forward it. to going on. I was looking forward to going on your show if you're listening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Please, please, absolutely. please do, please do come back, mate. Yeah, absolutely. When you feel when you're feeling right again. Yeah, when back, it's mate. yeah, only only do it when it's right. But we do we do miss you and we miss your show every yeah. Sunday. I was always watching and I always we always like to comment along with it and stuff yeah. on YouTube and it's fan fantastic and fun. So do do come back, but only when it's right for you. Know, only if it's right. Uh, but yeah. uh, we do we do miss the show and make make sure it's available though. Make sure all the episodes are still available because you know people want to find it and go to it. So and I will yeah. always post it. It's on my website. All the videos I'm in are on the website that I'm featured in as well, so you can go check his stuff out. Anyway, um, GP Venom 1982 yeah. says um, says about the special. I gave up after the first ten minutes. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I wish I had as well. Oh Christ! Wish I, I had. This but, is why. Oh. This is why I watched it with you, Andy, because I was like, yeah, there's, yeah. No, "There's no way I'm letting you not watch the whole thing." I don't honestly. I don't suffer think as I have suffered. Yeah, I honestly don't think there's any way I would have got through it really on my own. It's it's that bad. Not great. Word. Not great. So, Andy, the, I think we have come to the end. We have talked about literally everything under the sun. Got all the trivia out that I think I have. Um, yeah. Look it. Look it up. Look at the look at look it up yourselves. Go into some deep dives if you want. But I think we've got the main bits of of triv, as I, I like to call it, yeah. uh, out for you. Um, do you have any final thoughts or any uh, anything you'd like to say before we finish? Not really. Not really. I've just, like I said, I hope they don't. I hope they don't go into some idea to do a, a remake or something like this. But um, all signs seem to point that they will do. I reckon. I think. I think they'll do. They'll release a HD version of it, maybe because because George Lucas is in control, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's the that's the issue, isn't it? Painting, getting some of this old stuff out that doesn't work. Should be kept. They've released all the other crappy stuff. Like yeah. Ewoks are now on there. Like after we did the podcast, Ewoks yeah. were on there. Like literally within weeks or a month, it was on there. Everyone's saying they bloody love them. Yeah. Which don't believe you. <laughs> don't yeah. believe you. Uh, yeah. I, we experienced them recently and they, they were not good. You know, there's no. no there's no fond memories for me of watching them. Absolutely not. There won't be any from this either, apart from that animated segment and maybe the. Which is already available. Canteen already, bit, yeah. It's already available on there. Like the canteen bit is fine. You know, it's 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 the, <clears> the best of a bad, the best apple in a bad bunch. Um, yeah. You know, um, one of the best apples. But the rest of it is just utter dross, utter. Yeah. Shite, just not interesting. Poorly filmed, poorly edited, like you said. Yeah, you know, rushed, run out of money. Too many cooks, not enough coverage and, and involvement of George Lucas. But then yeah. George, George Lucas had full involvement of those Ewok films of Howard the Duck and of various yeah, exactly. other so, various other films. So he, he's not like the golden guiding god of this franchise. No, in no. Any, 
in any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, he's been involved with a lot of other crap as well. To, to yeah. be fair to him, he has been Definitely, involved yeah. rubbish as well. But this is it. This is this is it. So uh, you you would not recommend it. You would not advise no, people to watch not it. Um, no, I, I can't. I, there's, there's nothing in it that I can honestly recommend. The sitting down of an hour and forty minutes. No, not at all. Again, it's it's on YouTube. You can cherry pick what you want. You can find it. I can, uh, if you want a link, I can send it over to you. The 4K link that I found. The, mm. I'll, I'm going to send the one that it turns Spanish in there. I'm definitely sending. Oh it. yeah, because it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It was. Uh, what was it? What was Buenos dias, si, Bobo. Yeah, it was like. What? It was like. Uh, it was in. What was it in Spanish? It was like Guerreras de las Galaxias. Yeah. It was something like Buenos that. Buenos Galaxias. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It was. It was <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't. I, I don't know because I was like, I hope the rest of the, the solid yeah. special isn't just in Spanish. Um, not that we're like, not that it's like critical that we hear the dialogue or anything. No, but Jesus Christ. But yes, uh, we're coming to an end. Andy, you have a wonderful, wonderful show on YouTube, the Angry Andy Reviews. Angry Andy Reviews. Um, yes. Tell people about it. Tell people where they can find it. Where are your social media handles? Uh, yeah. Where do where do people want to hear your mad ravings? So yeah, like you said, Angry Andy reviews on YouTube. That's the main sort of focus. I do a, quite a, a fair amount of movie reviews on it. Some collectibles, TV show reactions when I can be bothered. Uh, but it's mainly movie reviews and collectibles as and when they come in. Actually, uh, I have a, I have a question, Andy. So. Go on. With the with the Ewok movies, you went and did your own video on your channel. Yes. Will, will you be doing your own video on this? No, because I don't want to spend any more time on it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. To be fair, yeah, we, you've 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 had a comment. We've done a commentary. We've done this. Yeah. So I think you're probably you're all probably shit out of of, of ideas at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave that one with you. I'll, I'll let you uh, let you in into your. The, the aftermath of it but yeah i'm on twitter uh andy underscore review and on instagram as well uh andy on oh i can't remember angry underscore andy 1138 i think it is i haven't used it for a little while but i'm on i'm on there floating around anyway yeah sure but yeah those are the main two avenues youtube and twitter you'll follow me and check me out on there so yeah thank you Fantastic. Well, thank you, Andy, for giving up most of your day to watch this and to record this. <coughs> oh, do... it's, been, it's been a delight. <laughs> well worthy of my time. I do. I do truly, truly appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, so uh, you can find me at Secret Balls on Facebook. It's at Dan underscore Balls on Twitter. Instagram, it's at Spider Dan Secret Balls. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact. Uh, for everything else you need to know about the podcast, swing over to spiderdanandthesecretballs.com on the World Wide Web. And I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Musings, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Tony Farina, Scott Hodgson, and Simon Cotton for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. Thank you very much, guys. Top absolute diamond geezers. And they're going to get, I'm going to record some more Patreon content today when I get a chance, um, just so I can put some more stuff out there. I'm going to try and be a lot. That's my New Year's resolution to be a bit more on it in regards mm. to the Patreon. I think, stuff. I think this, this commentary will be a, a nice oh, commentary yeah. video. I think it'll be a nice, a nice addition to that collection. So a supplement. And also, I don't have to are. spend fucking hours and hours editing it as well. Yeah. Which is, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> just sling it up there. Fuck it. There you go. <laughs> you got it. Have it. Have it. Um, Have it. 
<laughs> just stab it. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I could do it as a YouTube video. Yeah, I think mm. so. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. We'll see what I can do. But um, yeah, thank you again, Andy. Um, I do no really problem. appreciate it um, on this, you know, uh, this very wet Wednesday. Uh, I do appreciate your time. <laughs> and uh, we're going to open. This is this opens alternativity stories. This ah, week. good. So, so this is a big one, a special one. Uh, and I think a lot <laughs> of people will be looking forward to this after our uh, Ewok uh, fiasco. <laughs> the good thing is it can only get better after this as well. Absolutely. You're gonna, well, you're gonna have a, a very merry life day, Christmas well, day. You say everything this, day. You, you say this, Andy, but you still want us to watch Turkish Star Wars. So. Yes, I do. So uh, I don't know if it's going to get that much better. We've done Star Crash over on Andy's channel. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if Maybe that can be my better. Christmas gift to you. That's my life day, life day gift to you to watch Turkish Star Wars. Sounds like revenge to me. Sounds like revenge. Revenge of the life day. <laughs> <laughs> right well thank you again i uh, hope you guys are having a great christmas season or holiday season whatever you're celebrating hanukkah you know whatever kwanzaa life day. life day whatever it may be any of those all of those festivals and all of those celebrations all valid all count so i do appreciate you listening and i hope you're having a good time and there's lots more coming uh in alternativity stories which i believe is everybody's favorite theme month of this podcast i believe from what from what i've heard from people they really like this uh alternate tales from uh from the holidays um so yeah great cool um thank you again andy and take care everyone and happy holidays Happy Life Day, bye!